couple baptism stories that I always tell. So for those of you that have come for a while, this is old, but for those of you that are new, it'll be mildly entertaining. I emphasize the word mildly. When I got baptized, I got baptized at Faith Assembly of God in Orlando, and uh, by, well, it's Pastor Ron Cook at the time, uh, pastor by Carl Stevens, but I was a UCF football player at the time, so I was large. I'm large now, but that's fat. I was large then from fat and muscle. So I was a large guy and the, the person who was baptized. Now this is old school assembly of God. So it's actually how this stage is built here. There's actually a baptismal back there, up high. That's how they baptized everybody. Well, they dropped me in the bottom of the tank because I weighed so much. So I had to grab this. I almost baptized myself in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit because I had to grab the side of the tank myself and pull myself out of the water because I was so heavy. Now, Foundation Church baptismal story is I learned the hard way that when you do baptisms at the beach, not to do them in a white T-shirt. And I'm not talking about women. I'm talking about me. These poor people that have dedicated their lives to Christ, many of them still attend the church, now forever in their baptismal pictures, have me there with a wet T-shirt Scotch taped to my hairy frame. <laughs> Poor people. I remember Lynn Brown came up to me and said, Tommy, we worked together in the sheriff's office. She said, as a matter of fact, we were still, it was still when I was at the sheriff's office. She goes, Big Tommy, listen, man, Big Tommy, never do baptisms <laughs> in a white t shirt. Yeah, you're right. So there's this old, now some of you will probably go back into the archives and try and find them. And Jeff Tomas will post them. It's like he posted on Facebook when my zipper was down, my shirt hanging out. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, it's all love. It's all love. So this is a joyous occasion. You know, I, I'm always absolutely stunned by the amount of people that come forward. And I'm like, you, you probably think Tom's lying every Sunday morning because he says we're gonna be out of here at 1230. And for those of you now just got shocked and you're like, oh gosh, you're kidding me. We got an hour and 23 minutes to go. Well, for your visitors, believe me, it'll either go fast for you because of the Holy Ghost or because of offense. You're either gonna be so mad that it goes by like this when I start preaching, I haven't started preaching yet. <laughs> or the Holy Ghost will carry you like a wind. But I, when I say for people to come forward for prayer, and like I said, there's about 856 chairs, I believe it is, that's in this room right now. So there's about 700 people in here, something like that. And I, when I put out for a prayer at the end, you know, I expect 100 people but it's usually upwards of 300 people. So I want you to know that I don't intend for us to leave at 1247. And I, and, and I, when I go to pray for somebody, the Spirit leads me how to pray for them. So they get a measure of individual attention. For a lot of you, God's telling me, melt them. Melt them. That's what God's telling me. 
just so you know. But like when we signed, when we did the baptism, it was 80 plus people being baptized today. I don't, which I believe either doubles or comes close to doubling our old record, which was 40 something people at one time. I remember when 80 people was our entire congregation, especially right after COVID. That was about our entire congregation in the side of the main sanctuary service, not counting kids, but there was about 80, about 80 or 90 people here. So just for all of you that got baptized today, be blessed. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Proud of you. Proud of you. It's my honor, my honor to baptize you. It really was. I, I'm up here, and some of you just really get to me. You know, you start crying over here. You know, people think I'm super hardcore. It's really the opposite. I'm just, I'm just very, it's like a, a cheap person calls themselves frugal. I'm passionate. So I guess you wanna call me like angry or something, you can, but really what it is is just passion steered at something, aimed at something. So when you guys start to cry, we had an entire, we had a, a couple, I believe, entire families. I, don't, I know for one for sure. Let's baptize. And when they're watching themselves get baptized and they start crying, I'm having a hard time controlling myself up here. And we all know that Christmas in July just happened on the Hallmark Channel, which I have been indulging. <laughs> My wife gets forced to watch it. She was laying next to me. I'm watching it in bed. And I'm, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, uh, 12 Days of Christmas. Very, I mean, it was an impactful drama. <laughs> totally, totally unpredictable. You never know what's gonna happen with those things. You just never know. And so I get a running commentary over here, like, oh, now this is gonna happen, now that's gonna happen. And I just le leaned over and I said, hey, you know what, I didn't really ask you to come in and watch this with me. And I certainly didn't ask for your running commentary of what's going on. So Hope's over there reading her Bible. She's reading her Bible. Shows you the spirituality in her lives. She's reading her Bible. I'm watching Hallmark. And so the big scene at the end comes. I mean, there's like, it was a, like a double reunion. Double. Like usually you got the single. This was a double. Really good. So I'm over there. So I just pulled my blankets like right here. So there was a wall. So Hope couldn't see me. And like five minutes later, are you crying? Did you cry? I said, absolutely. Did you not see the end of that? Somehow these star-crossed lovers who have hard heart, who have lost their Christmas spirit Great. You never know how those movies are going to end. It's just fantastic. There we go. I don't know why I got off on that, but hey. But anyway, I love each and every one of you. Are you ready for the word this morning? All right. Now, I like to do a little warning for all the new people. What I want you to do is gauge this. It's a very different church. It shouldn't be different, but it's a very different church than what you're used to. Because what you're going to hear here is unfiltered Bible. 
Lots of people like to call themselves Christians. And I'm not saying there aren't varying degrees of Christians as far as weak, strong, or anything else because the word delineates that there is. So I'm not saying that you're unsaved or saved or anything else at the moment. The word may reveal one thing or the other. But is your Christianity the Bible for the new people? And that's what you need, that's what you need to examine. We're told in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, to examine ourselves to see whether we are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. So we should add, we should examine ourselves according to the word. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says that we were born again of the word of God, the incorruptible seed, having been born again of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. A lot of people are born again under religiosity in evangelical churches. Because evangelical churches, even though they have the music, they have the look, they have the website, are not preaching the gospel. So you have, what I want you to do, if you're new, or maybe you're a second weaker, and congratulations on making it to more weeks than most people. But mo- a lot of people, this is why you have Matthew chapter 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Because never, they were never actually preached the gospel and believe that they're saved when they're not. And there's actually a proverb that says, and I can't remember the scripture and verse because I'm just in the process of memorizing it now. But woe to him who calls the evil righteous. He's calling me evil? If you're not saved, you're evil. I was evil. I still struggle with evil. But what you'll hear in this church is the Bible, which is what you will be judged by anyway. So you might as well get to know it now. And the spiritual man makes judgments about all things, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. So you can judge yourself this morning and say, am I in line with the word? Does God want me well? Yes, a lot of you are afraid to answer that question. Does God want me wealthy? Yes, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. You can give it all away. I don't want to be, why don't, why don't you want to be rich? Give it all away. I'm not telling you to. If I become rich, I will give a substantive portion away. I'm not going to give it all away. I'll enjoy my life. I'm a, listen, I'm a child of the living God. How do you treat your kids? Suffer, suffer, suffer. Is that how you treat your kids? We will suffer for the gospel's sake, but not every second of every day. We should be enjoying our life, a life that is to its full abundance. I've come to give you life, and it's life to its full abundance. That's the God. See how, see right there how quiet it gets? It's because you've been indoctrinated. Because God wants you well. Absolutely. Do what I do. Put some freakings in there. Absolutely. Amen. That's what you do. 
So judge yourself according to the word of God. It's a very different church. Now we're going to transition. Last week, here it comes now, we spoke about fake Christians. Today, we're going to speak about fake pastors and fake churches. Using this section of scripture. Now, COVID revealed fakeness. I'm not saying I can't judge people's salvation from here. I can judge it if I watch your, li- if I watch your lifestyle. Spiritual man makes judgments about all things. Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. 1 Corinthians 2.15, John 7.24. A lot of you were told not to judge, right? You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else. For whatever point you judge the other, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things. Romans chapter two, verse one. You don't judge when you're doing the same things. If you are, if you're, if you're lusting over pornography, leave the homosexuals alone. You're going to the same hell. Some people are not used to the word hell being in church. The word hell is in the Bible more often than heaven. And nobody preaches it. That's why a lot of people are gonna be stunned when they don't go to heaven. Because they were disgusted by the homosexual while they were fornicating. Same hell. I'm not friendly to either one. And you're like, well, you just think you're above it all. That's another churchy thing. I don't think I'm above anything. I'm a reformed sexual sinner myself. Is that clear enough for you? I've just turned from my sins. It doesn't make me self-righteous to proclaim the word of God. Because the word of God, if I'm proclaiming the word of God, and the word of God is Jesus, then I'm proclaiming Jesus, not self. And the only reason why I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is because of the blood of the lamb that I entered into, having been born again through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Born again through the word of God, an incorruptible seed. Not born again through fresh starts and new beginnings and church doctrine. How many of you want a new life today? I'll take a new life, I mean. I'll take, what do I do? What do I do? New life? What does that mean, though? You telling the person to turn from their sin? If you're not, you're a fraud. Yes. You're a fake. Well, Tom, I was raised not to be works-based like you're preaching right now. That's not works-based. This is love for God, to obey his commands. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. John 15, 14. 1 John 5, 3. If you love me, keep my commandments. John 14, 15. You didn't get those were two different things. John 15, 14. John 14, 15. Kind of important. Two chapters in a row. If you love me, keep my commandments. It's not, it's not works. It's not religion. Don't put your religion on me. It's not religion. Re- obedience is not religion. It's faith. Though thou faith, it is impossible to please him. It is faith. To whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey. 
So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Obedience, a lack of obedience equals unbelief. And you're saved by faith. So if there's no obedience, that means there's no faith. Faith without works is, they're synonymous. There's no delineation. We preach faith here, but not works. Then you're actually the antithesis of James chapter two. Someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith without works. James chapter two, verse 18. Hello. Mute. I don't know who you are. So I'll transition using these verses. This is where we are right now and you will determine how you respond to these times. Ready? But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Tom, I, you know, we should be playing like ominous music. Perilous times have nothing to do with you and me. We are immune from perilous times in the world. It doesn't mean, I know that it rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. I understand that. But not those things that you bind and not those things that are prevented by the word of God. How many of you want to be bankrupt? If you don't, then start tithing. That's God's system, which makes you immune. And you know, I know I say this all the time, but so many people think tithing is an Old Testament ideology. That's incorrect. It's an Abrahamic ideology. Genesis chapter 14, 18 to 20, from the order of Melchizedek, the priest of the Most High God, who gave Abram a tithe of all. It is not has nothing to do with the law. And if you want the devourer rebuked for your sake, you need to start tithing. It's got nothing to do with moving God. It has to do with you being able to receive God's, God's protection. God doesn't go, okay, now I can move because he's tithing. It gets you out of the way so you can see he's moving because it's all about faith. Here goes, you know, this is a pastor trying to get an offering. I don't even take an offering. Have you seen the plates, seen the plates passed? I'm not saying, I'm not saying, we, we do pass them when, when special speakers come. But I, I don't know if we ever will or not. I'm just telling you, is this a offering-based church? So how am I after your money? So these, these are perilous times. You ought, to be, you ought to be seeing the book of Revelation unfolding right before your very eyes. It doesn't mean that there's ominous music now playing in the back of your mind. It doesn't mean that it's desolate times for you. You'll only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Psalm 91. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, 
having a form of godliness, fake churches, fake pastors, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Now, are you not seeing this? Lovers of themselves? Everything today is about a person's self. I'm gonna change my sex. It's all, everything is about, every last thing is about a person. I consider my feelings. Lovers of themselves, lovers of money, all the evil that you're seeing. And man, I mean, I just ran over in the podcast last night, but all the evil that you're seeing is all about money grubbing. Prestige and influence, which is about self. And we ought to see this happening, right? It's all CBDC currency, central bank digital currency, is all about enriching people. It's got nothing, nothing to do with convenience. It's got nothing to do with what's good for you. It has to do with enriching other people and controlling you. You ought to recognize these things. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. But that's for them. You and I, no matter what it is, God will provide. No matter what. We cannot, as long as I'm just saying this because we are one of the remnant. As long as Foundation Church is here, the Antichrist can't take over. He will be getting revealed while we're still here, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. He'll be getting revealed while we're still here, but by the time he is actually known, we're gone. He can't, he cannot come into power while there is one faithful Christian on earth. So what are we to do with the antichrist spirit? Go to the wrong church? For of this sort, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. This verse right here sticks to me. I've had it memorized for a very long time because I see it over and over again. And I haven't given this warning for a couple months, but for those of you ladies especially that are single and are saved, watch for what the devil sends your way. Know it, spot it, identify it out loud. For of this sort of those who creep into into households and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. Listen, I'm not saying that's any of you, but I'm telling you I've been pastoring this church for 20 years, and here's the thing, it's somewhere near 20 years, 18 to 20, I can't keep track of it. But every single time there's some dude from some abundant this church, Gulf Coast church, who claims to be born again, but is trying to get your clothes off. What are you doing? 
But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. 1 Timothy 6.11. Of these, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. They always learn. They're always sitting in services. They're always going to their margarita Bible studies. How about their pot smoking Bible studies? In a church in Orlando that serves beer during the service. That's why we're talking about fake churches, is you better plant yourself with the right one. And as always, there's somewhere between two and 300 or plus people watching right now. Don't go to a fake church, just watch us. I never would have said that four years ago. Here we are on month 41 in August of 15 days to flatten the curve. I wouldn't have said that 41 months ago. I said, find yourself a church. There are none. I know you're afraid to amen that, but I can tell you, with maybe some notable exceptions in here, I'm probably exposed to more people than you are. And I, can, I hear from people all around the world. Isn't that right, Hope? All around the world we receive communications, correspondence from people. There's nothing. What church are you going to go to in Australia? Yeah. Name it. 96% vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, I love you. I do. You didn't sin by getting a vaccination. It wasn't exactly a high watermark of intelligence. <laughs> However, But where are you gonna go? And some of you are thinking, as soon as I, as soon as I can, and it's not incredibly, incredibly un, uh, embarrassing, I won't be here, I'll go somewhere. <laughs> I get it, but you're just running from what's true. Yes. Who, who's behind vaccines, devil or God? Devil. Anthony Fauci? Devil. I mean, come on. I, I mean, every single person's a baby butcher that creates vaccines. They slaughter the unborn to the tune of 40 to 60 million a year and then give you a life-saving, safe, effective vaccination? Come on! And you call yourself a Christian? Why in the world would you yoke yourself together with unbelievers if you're a Christian? That's what masking is. That's what vaccinating is for COVID-19. That's what locking down is. That's what CBDC is. From some of you buying those rolling cubicles, electric cars. <laughs> Here's the stat for electric cars. Oh man, 11.32, I haven't even got to the message yet. It takes 500,000 pounds of mined material to create one lithium battery. And you think that you're saving the earth via not allowing CO2 emissions? How many CO2 emissions do you think there was when they mined 500,000 pounds of material? Look into things before you grab your ankles. 
look into them. And I'm saying that in only the proctological sense. Actually, look, oh man, I'm saving the planet. How are you saving the planet? When the, when the mining for that electric car will put more CO2 in the atmosphere than your car will, your normal internal combustion engine car will, in a lifetime. How is it when they shut down the whole world? See, you think I only talk about COVID. I know, I, all, I know all the climate stuff too. And a lot of other stuff. When they shut down the whole world in 2020, CO2 emissions on the earth go up or down? Up. When, they, when there was nobody working, nobody driving their cars to work, no public transportation. I remember driving to Foundation Church in March of 2020 because we never closed and never will. There wasn't a soul on the streets. It was like I was driving around on Christmas morning every day because my life never changed. Wherever I wanted to go, I went, and I didn't mask. I was walking through Inglewood Hospital in the middle of the pandemic, unmasked. People were stunned, like I tased them. <laughs> I'm sitting in the ER, which didn't have one COVID patient, full of other things, not one. Is David Lee in here? Yeah, raise your hand. That's my correspondent. I send him all over the place. He takes, he went around to emergency rooms for me. I believe Port Charlotte, where'd we go? Tampa, St. Pete, Orlando, everywhere. He took pictures of all the ERs for me during the pandemic. Not a soul in there. You've been lied to. Why would you take their vaccine from the same person who told you the ERs were being overrun? They weren't. You didn't look into it. I did. I drove to Inglewood ER myself with my phone. Not a soul, soul put it on the podcast. Not a soul there. But I sat in Inglewood ER when it was full with other, all sorts of other things without a mask on. The only one in there. 70 people in there and I'm sitting there like this. And I kind of had that expression of don't approach. <laughs> and the only time that I ever put it on is when they refused to allow me into ICU without a mask on because I went in there to pray for somebody. Because I'm going in there to pray, so I'll put your stupid swastika on. <laughs> but just understand that it's all lies. And where does, where does your church come out on it? And I know where you, most everybody in here attends this church. But where, I'll, I'll say this. Then where, where, do your, where do your influencers come out on these things? Who influences you? Who talks to you? Who speaks into your life? Because you shouldn't listen to people that are compromisers either. Amen. Unless they've repented. I'm all good with repenting. Anybody who's repented and said, you know what? I blew it. I'm with you. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. I know most of you forgot, but we were in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 9. Now as Janus and Jambres, now this is what's ushering us into fake churches. If you go to a church that doesn't tell you to prosper, 
that doesn't tell you to heal, that doesn't tell you to perform miracles, that, does, that tells you things like, right out of Matthew chapter, nine, chapter 6, 9 through 13. After this manner, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, and they leave it right there. You're going to the wrong church. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. If you go to a church that tells you, you know what, we want people to be made well, but you know what, you gotta use wisdom. Sometimes it's just not God's plan. They're liars and frauds. That's not the Bible. Listen, just say it out loud. If you don't want the Bible, say it out loud. I don't want the Bible. And just keep going to your fraudulent church. Maybe you'll make heaven. If, maybe they do salvation right and nothing else right. Maybe you'll make it. I don't know. But maybe, you know what? Everybody is supposed to know. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us, causeth us to triumph in Christ. And maketh manifest the salver of his knowledge by us in every place. So people smell God through us. And how much are they going to smell God when you are the Christian of the God who's only good once you're dead? No provision, no prosperity, no healing, no joy, no deliverance. Does your church bring people forward and deliver them? Heal them? Well, we don't want to offend people because you know what? If we bring people forward, then other people who weren't healed are going to be mad because other people get healed. You Pharisee. <laughs> it's exactly how the Pharisees talked. Don't heal on the Sabbath. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, verse 8, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith, but they shall progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all. Now I'm gonna tell you this in reference to the last days, but know this, because this is where we started, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Now I want, to give you, I want to give you balance on last days because most Christians are not balanced when it comes to last days. They either are prepping, which listen, I'm a closet prepper. I've got enough rounds to fight small countries. <laughs> but I'm very balanced with it. I really am. I don't sit there all day, every day, thinking Jesus is going to come back at any second. I don't. Because here's the problem. No one knows about that day or hour. Matthew 24, 36. Jesus says both. Jesus says no one knows the day or hour, and Jesus actually also says no one knows about the day or hour. So we shouldn't be focused on it except don't get ready, be ready. Live in a state of readiness. So the balance is this, and it's found in 2 Peter chapter 3, starting in verse 8. The balance is this, because it leads into talking about, it's weird like how smart God is. He's smart. He knows what we're going to think. Here I go again. When we were doing, I think it was, it was Thursday night's podcast, I put on an Australian there was an Australian commentator talking about 
global, yeah, they're initiating, and basically in Australia, you know, mandated, you know, climate regulations and all these different things. So he, he put down the stats of how, much, how many trees it takes to absorb all the CO2 that Australia emits. They basically have enough trees to absorb 50 times what Australia puts up every year. Every year. 50 times. They, they, they have more than enough. But you know why? God's smart. And it's just so funny how people will not respond to empirical evidence. Go to Glacier National Park in Montana. One of the most beautiful places on earth. They had to take down a sign that they had for years because they have this glacier every year that expands and grows because of, you know, it gets hot and cold. So they've had a sign on it for 40 years that this thing is getting smaller and smaller. Problem is, it kept getting bigger and bigger. So they took their stupid sign down because God knows what he's doing. It will not be climate change that destroys the earth. It'll be trumpets and bowls and scrolls that destroy the earth. Don't worry about it. Listen, here's the thing. When it comes to it, all you need to worry about is this. There's nothing to worry about at all. All you need to think about is this. I'm gone anyway. I'm going to enjoy my life because before the worst of it, you're gone. Second Thessalonians chapter two, three through eight. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Revelation 3.10. Simple as that. Life is simple. Do you believe the Bible or not? I believe the Bible. I'm a Christian. Therefore, I believe the Bible because the Bible is Christ. He is the Word. John 1.1, 1, 1, John 1.14, 1 John 5.7. Jesus is the Word and nothing else. Amen. And the Holy Ghost speaks the Word and nothing else. That's Christianity. So God knows what he's doing. So when God set up, when he starts talking about the end times, in 2 Peter chapter 3, he starts off with, with, with this verse. But do, Second uh, Peter chapter three, verse eight. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, verse nine. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to, come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holiness and godly conduct? That's all 2 Peter 3, 8 through 11, I believe I stopped at. So he puts the balance in there. We don't know when he's coming back. We just put our finger in the air and sense the signs of the times. That's the balance of it. So you can kick back, enjoy your life, get married, have kids, go on vacations, enjoy your life. Because with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. What we think took, you know, a year or six months, and the Bible's 30 years. 
Jesus's ministry extended for 33 years. And you can read a gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, in a matter of minutes, technically. But we don't know, so you can just kick back and relax what I'm doing. Seriously, you probably think that I live 24-7 in intense fashion. I don't. I basically am relaxed all the time. I don't listen, it bothers me, and I get mad at it. I hate the lying. I hate the deception, and I hate to see people getting murdered. Through various means, but I'm not mad all the time. I see the signs of the times. I know he's coming back. And I'm ready for him to come back. If he comes back today, I'm ready. In my opinion, people like to debate the book of Revelation. I'm not debating you on the book of Revelation because no one knows about the day or hour. So you're an ignoramus for wanting to debate and I'm an ignoramus for debating you back. I just go with what the word of God says. I live in a state of readiness. But you have to go to the right church. Now I'm just starting the message right now. 1146. Seriously. I'm not going to keep any longer. I'm just telling you this is what I'll get to. You have to go to the right church. And I never, and I never, like I told you earlier, I never would have said this before. As I used to be, I used to be nicer. Well, you know, just find a church, you know, that makes sure you just go to a good gospel church. Well, they all revealed themselves all around the world. Masked, locked down, vaccinated, COVID clumps. Mute. That's what you do. Listen, I, I make sure before every service I come out here so I don't humiliate myself because I scream at you. So I make sure, it's actually, I call it the Aaron Yeager technique. Because not only do I mute my phone, I go onto my phone where the volume is and turn it all the way down too, just to be sure. Do it! Instead of having to do, you know, the mad scramble. <laughs> where is it? You know, suddenly, whenever you're doing the mad scramble, you forget how to work your phone. So just blank out. So if we're going to say that this is the last days, and it is, but we don't know what a day is to God. With the, day, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. We're the ones who put 24 hours on it, not him. Ephesians 6.13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. Now you can enjoy your life, but you're gonna have to stand. Stand therefore and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You're gonna have to stand, Galatians 5.1. You're gonna have to stand up to relatives, to friends, to coworkers. It is not Christ-like to be compliant in all situations. Well, you know, I just do what I'm told. You know, I've been told. It must, must be a Bible. Go with the flow. It must be a Bible verse somewhere. It's not. 
You are supposed to be 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. End times restraining. Not complying. It shouldn't be the goal of every Christian to be loved and accepted. When Christ himself was not accepted and was actually rejected and hung on a cross. Then how, why is it that every Christian's goal is to be accepted and loved? I'm not saying go out of your way not to be. I'm just saying when it's time to stand, you better stand. You better be going to a church that's strapping the armor of God on you. Not stripping you naked and sending you out to the antichrist spirit. Now here comes the fake churches. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Destructive doctrines. That's the title of it. Destructive doctrines. But there were also false prophets among the people. Even as there were... Have you ever heard this at your church? Anybody ever preached this to you? What Christianity are you learning? Blah, 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 blah. Grace, grace, grace. Which doesn't really even exist. What, what, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. What is love? I know that's what you were thinking anyway. What is it? Love is defined, first of all, God is love. 1 John 4, 16. So when God opens the ground and swallows a bunch of Hebrews, that's love. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That's love. Matthew 10, 28. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's love. It's all love. But you only got preached the one verse at the end, didn't you? And that's why people are ill-suited to stand up against the Antichrist because they think the Antichrist is God. Yeah! At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Because people will think that the Antichrist is God. Look at them trying to save our lives from this 99.9997% survivable virus. All this climate change. There's this, I, know, I know so many people that have died of climate change. <laughs> and look at them come to save me. They think that that is God. It's not God. You're, like, you're, you're saying, Tom, they think that's their actual way. They think that that's God's way. Safety. For when they shall say, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, for when they shall say, peace and safety, sudden destruction shall come, and they shall not escape. Anybody preach that to you? Outside of here? It's a false gospel, false churches, false pastors. This is not unloving. It is love. God is love. Jesus is God. Jesus is the word. This is love. But there were also, back to 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. But there were also false prophets among the people. Doesn't work unless you got the pastor from the pulpit pimping and whoring vaccines. 
which they all did on a percentage basis. There's some notable exceptions, one at the River Church in Tampa. Even as there were, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies. Like a very prominent pastor in Georgia who said that basically the Bible was not true. It's not scientifically accurate. He was closed for 21 months for a virus that it was no threat to him and he has a young church and it was no threat to anybody there. Are those people Christians? Are they? I don't know. He's certainly a fraudulent pastor. That the Bible isn't true and also wants to be very accommodating of homosexual sin. I want, I want our church to be a safe place for homosexuals. I don't want the church, I don't want the church to be a safe place for sin. Amen. You're perfectly welcome to come here. Nobody's gonna say anything to you. Nobody, nobody's gonna come up to you and say, hey, I noticed that you're gay. <laughs> Can I share with you Galatians 5, 19 through 21? 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 12. Revelation 21.8. You'll hear it from me anyway. You'll make your own decisions. Same with anybody who's sleeping with their boyfriend or their girlfriend. You're gonna hear it. You certainly aren't going to heaven. Anybody tell you that at your church? Or they tell you it's a process? Repentance is not a process. It's a 180 return. If If you're a convenience liar, understand you're going to hell for it. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I only lie once a year straight to hell. They told you, though, if you said a sinner's prayer, you're fine, but they never told you to turn from your sin. It's not the gospel. It's a fraudulent church. It's a fake church. And it's not just talking about hellfire and brimstone here. What about a church who just deals with you honestly? Some of you need to get counsel and it needs to be revealed to you that you're a jerk. Stop thinking it's everybody else. Or just stop caring. You can be like me, I just don't care. But you might care and you're like, why is it that I seem to repel people? Find out! Instead of blaming everybody else, isn't it a remote possibility that it's you? River Road story, again, 47th time at Foundation Church. I used to, back when I was still a police officer, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office, be in my police car and I'd be at River Road in 41 and they have you know, the scale there. Every, basically every light has a scale. You sit on it, it activates the light. And it has various timing mechanisms or whatever. But in order for that light to know that you're there, you have to be on the scale. So I'd sit there. I actually would pull my police car off the road and watch. Somebody sitting five feet behind the scale, you know, about 30 feet from the white line, and just sit there. 
Watch the light cycle through three or four times. And they start to get exasperated. So I would do one of two things. I would either, if I was in a good mood, I'd pull up on next to them and go, hey, you need to scoot up on the scale. You're not activating the light. But I'd let them get nice and mad first. For my own personal entertainment. Or I'd just pull out in front of them because I'm in a police car. I can do whatever I want. So I just pull out and then pull in front of them and back into it. And then the, lo and behold, the light was on. The entire time, they're thinking it's somebody else. It's not. You need to go to the church that reveals that it's you. Amen. Instead of that church that just keeps accommodating your jerkiness. Let's all just be nice. No, somebody needs to come up to you and say, you're a jerk. You're welcome. Because you are. Embrace it. Repent of it. It's not every, it's, listen, you go into a room and everybody avoids you, it's you. You'll have at least one friend. If you're always having to be corrected by churches, keep your mouth shut. Stop doing stupid things. Why is it that we have to tell you over and over again to not go in this room and not go in that room? Find people snooping around the administrative wing of the church. Here. You're lucky I didn't find you. People think Heather's mean. You're lucky I didn't find you. What business is it of yours to go back there when we have church documents? I don't care what, it, what we bring in, money or any of that stuff. We have pers people's personal information there. And you're back there because you think you have the right to be there? If you're having to be told that, you're a jerk. Yeah, you. And you need a church to tell you that instead of continuing to accommodate you. Because you'll stay the same and you'll have no influence over anybody. I'm trying to see what this church is about. It's about you discovering who you are. And I don't mean that in a vague sense, um, who we are in Christ. I hear that Christian say, you have no idea who you are in Christ. You sit there and you've talked about who you are in Christ for 37 years and nobody's gotten saved around you. You have no idea who you are in Christ. I try to get you to know who you are in Christ, which is a minister. You are called to something. Whether it's fivefold or not, you are called to something. Out of Ephesians chapter 4, Romans chapter 12, you are called to something. A mighty ministry of God. You are. That's what I try to tell you. And the only reason why I tell you you're a jerk when you're a jerk is so that you can get to that place. Not just so that you know you're a jerk. I've been sternly corrected. I can take it. I've been told I wasn't nice. I've been told I was self-consumed. I ate it like a horse pill because it was true. I had to get some water to wash down that horse pill. It was lodged in my throat. It hurts. But you're known by your fruit. But there will be among us, listen now, and then we'll get into 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 
But there were also false prophets among the people. Doesn't work unless you have infiltration. You wonder why nothing funky ever happens here? We don't allow it. We don't allow it. Even as there were, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them, who bought them, these people are saved. The Lord who bought them. They're saved, heading for apostasy, but at least possibly saved. And bring on themselves swift destruction. First Thessalonians chapter five, verses two through four. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. It's not to scare you. You don't know, I don't know whether it's 50 years from now, five years from now, two months from now. I have no idea. I just live in a state of readiness. But swift destruction will come upon these false prophets. Verse three, for when they shall say peace and safety, which is what every church was preaching. Tell me, give me, give me the exceptions outside of Revival Today, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, Rodney Howard Brown, Archer Pulaski, Tony Spell, Greg Locke, Andrew Walmack closed, sorry. Love him, and he closed very briefly, but he closed. I still follow Andrew Walmack because he came out and he fought him in court, so he's redeemed himself. Love him. Great man of God, better than me. I'm just saying, those are the ones who refused everything. If you didn't, you're fake unless you've repented. Because they're saying peace and safety. I said this, I, I can't remember what setting I said it in. May have been last week, I don't know. I was last, I think in the service. Where we had a, a church in Port Charlotte called Healing Rooms. They closed for COVID. John G. Lake goes to those infected with the plague. Challenges a scientist and says, listen, they warned him, don't go in there, you're a dead man. He says, I'm not worried at all. Let me show you why. Grab some of it. They took mucus off of a dead, freshly dead person who died of bubonic plague, put it under a microscope, he touched it with his pinky and they watched all the cells die. That's what you do. Oh, I ain't gonna risk it. I'm not gonna risk it. I'm not gonna die. Then listen, listen, you're supposed to be a living sacrifice. I risked it. I mean, it wasn't much of a risk. 0.1% death rate, ooh. Well, I'm really just, I'm just right on the edge. That's about as safe as paddle boarding. It's about as safe as paddle boarding in eight foot deep of water with no waves. Some of you get that, some of you don't. Pretty, pretty safe, yeah, and a really good, being a really good swimmer, Paddleboarding an eight-foot uh, eight lagoon with a giant life preserver, which is your paddleboard. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> For when they shall say peace and safety. Now who said peace and safety? Every church. 
But this one, statistically speaking, peace and safety. Is that what life is all about? No, it's about living out the gospel of Jesus. Sometimes it ain't safe via the world standards. You don't want sickness, it's safe. You will never die of sickness unless you want to. You'll never be infirmed unless you want to. And I'm talking about those of you that aren't currently infirmed right now. You may have gotten infirmed before you knew Jesus. Whatever you bind is bound. It never crossed my mind to run from a virus. I don't care if they put one out. I've made my predictions. Aaron's gotten them written down. Written down. Is it really 12.05? Holy moly. Wow. I honestly thought it was like 11, 11.40 in my mind. But Aaron's got it you know, like written down with my various predictions. Some of them have come true. Some of them have not from before. But when they don't, I actually come out and do something all the CCCs don't do. COVID became clergy, COVID became Christians, COVID became conservatives. When I'm wrong, I come out and say I was wrong. I was wrong. I blew it. They're not going to release a super virulent virus, just so everybody knows. Why won't they release a super virulent virus? Because then they die too. That's why there's not going to be a nuclear war either. If I'm wrong about either one, you won't have to worry about it. But you'll never die of a virus unless you want to. That's the Bible. What, now, what do you put in front of that? It's how you know whether, I'm not saying that your Christianity in its entirety is fraudulent. What do you put in front of that as far as prevention and protection? Well, you have to use wisdom. Fraud. You're a fraud. Oh, well, you know, I just, you know, my, everybody in my family, you know, we got together and every, my grandmother said everybody has to wear a mask. And you did it. You're a fraud. You should stand up to grandma and tell grandma, who's supposedly this matriarch of the family, matriarch Christian of the family, that she is a fraudulent Christian. Because Christians don't put masks on. Christians bind and Christians loose and Christians stand in the word of God. Christians don't buy in to false narratives because they're afraid of societal consequences. Amen. You know, if I don't buy into the whole EV thing, electric vehicle thing, then people are gonna think that, you know, that I'm a climate denier. I am. Um, <laughs> see, I just embrace it. They'll think that, that, I, that I don't have any compassion, just like, but have you ever noticed that everybody who buys into one part, they buy into it all? Yeah. The pro-abortion people are pro-mask, pro-gun grabbing, pro-climate change. Pro-climate change are all baby killers. Pro-mask, pro-vaccine, pro-transgender. All transgenders are pro-gay marriage, pro-mask, pro-vaccine, pro-climate change, pro-gun grabbing. It's all the same. This is not politics. It's the book of Revelation. Stop running from me saying that it's politics. I ain't going there because it's all politics. It's not politics. I hate Republicans just as much as I hate Democrats. I like conservatism, but since most Republicans are shills, globalist shills, I have no respect for them. You have one party that begins with a D because it goes really well with demonic. 
And then you have one, one, one that begins with an R, first one Democrat, second one Republican. Republicans are cowards. Which one's worse? I don't know. Which one's worse? Demon acts or people who cower to demon acts? I don't know. I don't want anybody to call me transphobe, so I'm just gonna call a man a woman. I'm gonna be a bold-faced liar. I don't want anybody to say that I lack compassion. So I'm gonna put a mask on, even though I know that doesn't work. You're, I mean, how stupid can you be? Why is it your whole life you never put a mask on for any other sickness? And then suddenly, this one comes around. For when they shall say, peace and safety, just like 99.99% of all churches globally, then sudden destruction come upon them. See, there's two measures of sudden destruction. Many churches have closed and will never reopen. 60% of businesses that closed under COVID never reopened. They were closing for the good of everybody. Yeah, for the good of Walmart, for the good of Home Depot. It's great for them, great for Pfizer. Great for Amazon where everybody's buying it and having it shipped in instead of going to the store because you might die. <laughs> the sudden destruction came upon them too, upon their businesses and upon their churches because they were preaching peace and safety. I don't preach peace and safety. I preach the power of God. Yeah. And you should too. So there's two measures of sudden destruction. Both when Jesus comes back, or you can even look at it as, as during the bowls and the trumpets and the scrolls, sudden destruction comes upon people that way too. But it also suddenly comes upon their ministries. If you talk to world travelers, people who are actually traveling the globe ministering, churches are desolate. There, there's churches that have a 5,000 seat auditorium with 274 people in there. Some mainline men, I'm not gonna mention names, but huge names who are major COVID pimps. They've handed their ministries under, over to underlings and they've walked away. You don't know who they are, I do, because I know Rodney Howard Brown and I won't tell you who they are, so don't ask me at the door. That's a private conversation. And Rodney Howard Brown knows every single person in person. Any, per, any person you name, he knows them. And sudden destruction came upon them while they were preaching peace and safety. If they lapse into sin, sudden destruction will come upon them when they're left behind at the rapture. And maybe not get right after the rapture. Sudden destruction everywhere. But ye brethren are not in darkness. Are most churches not in darkness or are they in darkness? They're living in darkness. That that day should overtake you as a thief. There's hardly anybody this morning that's talking about anything but grace and false love. I have to put the word false in front of it because most people's interpretation of love is not the Bible, therefore it's false. Love to them is accommodation. Love to them is pretending. It's not loving, if you got, listen, if you're married to a jerk, you need to confront the jerk, otherwise you're not loving to that person. Honey, I just want to tell you on the ride home from church today, because Pastor Tom told me, we've been married, I know, for 17 years, and for all those 17 years, you've been a jerk. <laughs> tell him. 
but they shall progress no further. Back to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 9. But they shall progress no further. Or further follow, we'll be manifest to all. Three minutes to go. Everybody good for three more minutes? Therefore, first, 2 Corinthians eleven fifteen. Therefore, it is no great thing. Remember the verse preceding, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing. No big deal. If his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. Sudden destruction. Peace and safety. Peace and, it's all going to be done for you for peace and safety. Lock you into a 15-minute city to keep you safe. They're doing that all over, all over the globe right now. Right now. Taking out streets and making them bike paths. And the only way to get by, down the bike path is through a steel gate that you have to swipe a card to get through. That's in England. Not just China. China's fully 15-minute cities. All for peace and safety. To keep you safe. I don't want your safety. It's got nothing to do with peace, and it's got nothing to do with safety. It has to do with controlling and subjecting humanity for people who are consumed with themselves. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers. It's for them, not for my peace and safety. Matthew 24, 24. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders. Show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. You gotta go to the right church. Amen. I don't care if there are great signs and wonders. They ever told you to turn from your sin? They ever told you you're supposed to be well? They ever told you you're supposed to be prospered? Did they, did they just tell you that God's will is gonna just simply unfold without you ever asking, even though scripture says? In James chapter four, verse two, yet you have not because you ask not. I just believe the will of God. I hear people all the time, their life's an absolute disaster and they're saying, well, you know, the will of God's just unfolding. No, it's not. You don't ask for anything. Because you've never even been told to ask for anything. I'm trying to figure out a pot, spot to finish. No, I'm not even halfway. To, I, didn't even, I don't know how far I am. I'll finish with this. 2 Peter 2, back to 2 Peter chapter 2. Now we're in verse 2 and 3. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. This is not talking about outside of the church. It's talking about the church. The way of truth being blasphemed inside the church. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. Everybody, everybody ever heard this in church before? For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. It's coming. You can't escape God. That's why I tell people to turn from their sin. The great white throne judgment will happen whether you've ever, it's ever been preached to you or not. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, for there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, 
In death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 20, 11 through 15, the great white throne judgment. Now a lot of people have been told, yes, my name was written in the Lamb's book of life, but your name can also be blotted out from the Lamb's book of life. Revelation chapter three, verse five. He who overcomes, he who overcomes will not have his name blotted out from the book of life. Read it for yourself. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments. And, it, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. Read it for yourself. Don't believe me. I want you to check every scripture I put out. But that's the gospel of Jesus. That's not what I was told. That's what the Bible says, though. He who overcomes will be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. That's the Bible. Why don't, why don't they preach it? This is where I'll close. Why don't they preach it? Why don't they preach it? And what should you do with those who don't preach it? Avoid them. I'll show you. Why don't they do it? Now I urge you, brethren, Romans chapter 16, 17, and 18. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. That's in the church. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 20. Oh, Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Having a form of godliness and denying its power, and from such people turn away. They don't preach it because they're ashamed of it. They don't talk hellfire and brimstone. Is that all that I talked about? Didn't I tell you you're supposed to be well? You're supposed to be wealthy? You're supposed to have a ministry? I didn't just talk hellfire and brimstone. But how do you ever get to those things? How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? Make sure that you are going to the right church or you are not equipped for what's coming. If you are equipped, what's coming will be a gnat. That you gotta be able to recognize it, otherwise you'll open your mouth to the gnat. Worship team, make your way. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Not bad, 12, 19. I always want to do, I look for God at the end of these, at the end of the message. Lord, what, are you, what would you have me do? And God just doesn't want me to leave without praying over you. So I want to put this out to you. I want to get ready now. We're going to do a salvation call first. It's 1220. Salvation call first for those that need to get their life right with God. And if you don't get your life right with God after that message, there ain't nothing going to get you to get your life right with God. It's your life right. You don't ever have to come back here again. You're a dum-dum if you don't, but get your life right with God. 
Maybe you can go to some church that'll sedate you for the next 30 years until Jesus comes back or whatever, but get your life right with God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Make this brief, I'll make this simple. If you're a Christian and you backslidden, now is your time. Backslidden does not mean that you struggle in and out of sin. It means that you've conceded to sin. You're living in it. It's called apostasy and you need to get recommitted to the Lord today or it's a hell-bound condition. Maybe you've never been saved. And what I'm telling you is the Word of God. No, it's not nice by today's standards, but it's loving. I'd rather be loving than nice. Maybe you've never been saved, or maybe people think you're saved. Maybe you've convinced yourself that you are, but you know you're not. You know. If you need to get your life right with God this morning, and you're saying, you know what, this is me. You already know that it is because your heart's pounding. I wanna put your heart at ease. I wanna put your mind at ease, and I'm gonna tell you that I'm not gonna bring you forward. I'm not gonna take you to a back room. I'm not saying I'll never do any of these things. I'm not gonna do it today. You're not gonna be embarrassed. Nobody's gonna know but me, you, and God. If this is you and you are ready to have your sins forgiven, you're ready to be born again. Jesus said in John chapter three, verse three, that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So whether you're recommitting or committing for the first time, now is your moment on this 30th day of July, 2023. Now is your moment, right at this second. If that's you and you are ready to get your life right with God, nobody's looking around but me, all that I'm physically gonna ask you to do today is lift your hand and then we're all gonna pray together. That's all you have to do. So if you need to get your life right with God this morning, right where you are at, stretch your hand proudly into the air and say, it's me, I'm ready. I got you. Hands all over the room. I got you. I got you. 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 Every one of you. Got you. You can put them down. Those of you that knew you should have lifted up your hands, but you didn't, one last shot. Stretch it up in the air right now, right where you're at. I got you. Anybody else? Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. God bless you. Way to go. Proud of you. Those of you that lifted up your hands, the entire church is gonna pray this with you out loud. It's gonna be loud. You pray it. You mean it. And all of your sins are washed away. You are cleansed from all of your sins, separated from them. As far as the east is from the west, they are gone. Just pray this prayer. And you are what is called saved. You are what is called forgiven. You are what is called born again. Pray this prayer. Everybody out loud. Here we go. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. And I now turn from them. And I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' name. Simple as that, amen? Simple as that, amen?